Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Directed IRA podcast. Uh, the main host and brain of the show being Matt Sorensen. I'm just here for comedic relief and to really make sense of everything because you won't be able to understand Matt, but I'll be here to help do that. So, oh, Matt, you're, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, yeah, I think Mark's just set me up to be like, all right, Matt, you got to talk on this show. I'm just going to crack some jokes. That's pretty much what I'm here for. Some info. I got some info. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a important topic. You, you know, you read the title here. How do you move your retirement account around? Whether it's an IRA, 401k, we're even going to hit ESAs, Coverdell, health savings account. How do you move that stuff around and actually use it and how you want to use it? Not just get it stuck in a Wall Street investment account that you feel is locked up and you can't ever use it. Hold up. We're going to teach I you how to unlock today. We're going to give you the code to unlock. I thought we couldn't move our retirement account around. I talked to my financial advisor and <laughs> yeah. they said I couldn't or there'd be big penalties or tax. Yeah. That's what they want. You ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh my, my God. financial advisor told me I couldn't move the account. Why is that? <laughs> You call your financial advisor and go, I want my IRA to buy real estate. Oh, you can't do that. That's a withdrawal and you're going to pay a penalty in tax. That's what they're- How many times have we heard that? I mean, that like every other month I've heard that during my career. You know, what's funny (laughs) is there's even cases on this in tax court of people that did that at a broker dealer. They they bought real estate with their IRA at Charles Schwab. Really what they did is they took a distribution and they just bought real estate in their personal name, thinking they bought real estate in their IRA. So not only are the advisors kind of screwing this up because they're giving you misinformation or they're confusing you or freaking you out, but also a lot of people are just not doing it right. They're just not following the right procedure because they don't know. Yeah. This and, is the podcast. Yeah, totally. want you to yeah. know. I want and you to I would know. say there's an easy way to do it too. We want to make it easy. And so- Knowing that you can do it and then doing it in the easiest way, two different things. Yeah. Hopefully we'll do that. Okay. So let's get into it. Um, I think if we, let's try to prioritize what's probably most common. And let's, let's, if we could go in order, because I want to, everybody starts with an account. You have something right now. Okay. Let's start with the IRAs first. That's what I was going to say. The most common IRAs. You're so smart. I know. I mean. We finish each other's sandwich. sentences. Yeah, that. that. <laughs> if it's a good Cuban sandwich, we're going to mm. finish those together. But uh, okay, we, we did fight over the Cuban sandwiches. That was in Miami, by the way. Oof. Not only did if you didn't go to the crypto tax summit, you missed out on Mark and Matt playing Mark on the drums, Matt on guitar with the what was the name of the band we played with? Was there I forgot their name. Oh my gosh, you can't. They were a Miami rock band that was at the after tax party, was pretty sweet. But um, Mark and I did play on stage. We got to get that out on social media, by the way. And then, um, uh, but also, you missed out on some Cubano sandwiches. Man, they make a good Cubano. Like pretty much anywhere I went in Miami, the Cubano was good, even in the airport. Mm. I got a Cubano and it was good. That's good. Okay. Well, now that we've done our uh, grilling and chilling episode of our podcast, <laughs> let's get to the real topic at hand. Okay. So I'm going to just say this in general, and Matt can add maybe some of the more technical, boring aspects. I'll be the more interesting part of the show. Uh, <laughs> let me say, okay, if you have an IRA, it could be Roth, 
It could be an old 401k that was moved into an IRA. It could be an IRA you started at any broker dealer five years ago, 10 years ago. You could be at any age. You could be before 59 and a half, after 59 and a half. If you have an IRA anywhere, you can transfer where it's held to a self-directed custodian or trust company. That's the first concept. You're able to move that IRA from quote unquote, the Merrill Lynch's of the world to the directed IRA.coms of the world, where we are a trust company that says, you know what? I want to move it. You can do that. And there's no penalty. There's no tax. And then on day two, you can choose to invest in what you want. So that that's the basic you can do. Yeah. That. Now that's an IRA. How do you do that, Matt? What would you say is the kind of the sequential steps? Just quickly summary. Doo, 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 doo. That's yeah. how you do it. That might be easy. All right. So let's say you have a traditional IRA at LPL Financial, Charles Schwab. I don't care. Okay. You're you're some broker dealer where most people's IRAs are. And they're letting you just buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Like, all right, I want to buy real estate. Okay. You're going to transfer that traditional IRA from Charles Schwab to a traditional IRA at Directed IRA. Takes opening up a new account at the first. new self-directed provider first at Directed IRA. You can do that entirely online on our site. And then you're going to request a transfer. Now, transfers for IRAs are done by the new custodian. So you would come to Directed IRA and you fill out our transfer form. We're a financial institution. And so we can request transfers between other financial institutions. So we're going to send it to Charles Schwab and say, hey, they want to send over $100,000 of their $300,000 account over there. Now you'll want to. Let's say you have Charles Schwab, you have 300 grand and you want to send hundred over to directed IRA to buy real estate. Well, you would need to sell some of that stock or mutual fund there to get hundred thousand in cash. And then you're going to transfer that cash over and it's going to come on a transfer form from directed. We're going to request it upon you signing our form and authorizing it. Now the cash is over here in your traditional IRA at directed IRA, but now you can buy real estate done. No tax. You can do that every day of the year. If you want, you can do as many of those as you want. Easy schmeasy. You could buy crypto, do notes, um, loan money, investors, private company, startup, education. yeah, anything. Now, a couple thoughts, in the, and we're going to move quickly through this because it's really not that hard. And one of the things I would say too is whenever you're in doubt on any of this, just go to directedira.com and at the in the a window will pop up almost instantly that says contact us, chat, question. Give them a call. We have some- schedule appointment right at the top, right? Schedule yep. a call with one of our senior account reps. Free yep. call, 15 minutes. Done. Now we're not trying to make this an infomercial. We really aren't. <laughs> but it's just, we've created that system because it saves us time and money and it saves you time and money. So we're just, now, if you want to go to a different custodian, hopefully they have that same uh, customer service protocol in place. Not, uh, not everyone yeah. does, but- Anyway, so if you have any questions along this, your default is just go to directedira.com, schedule an appointment with a, a senior account rep. There's a phone number, there's a chat, 100, you know, not 100, three or four ways to get some support on this. Now, on the IRA issue, if it's a Roth IRA, you would open a Roth account at Directed IRA and then transfer the Roth to a Roth. You're not going to transfer a traditional to a Roth. You're, the Roth election or converting it to a Roth is a different step. 
Now we have whole podcasts on converting to Roth and how to do it, when, and what's the best strategy. That's a different topic. But the point is you're going to do a Roth to Roth transfer or a traditional to traditional transfer. We're going to come to 401ks in a moment, but I think yeah. a lot of people, and, I, and Matt, let me quickly say this too. A lot of people are like, well, I don't even know what I have. Look at your last statement at Charles Schwab, for example, Matt's example, and just look up in the right-hand corner or do a little bit of online research with your account and log in, and you're going to see real quick if it's traditional or Roth. Yeah. And a lot of times if it just says IRA, our experience of reading all these statements, that means traditional. If it's a Roth IRA, it's going to say Roth IRA. So if it's just, well, it just says IRA, which one is it? That means it's traditional. Um, all right. Let me hit another one, though, that I just got this morning. SEP IRA. Mm. I had a client who has a traditional self-directed IRA here at Directed Already and wanted to make a SEP IRA contribution to their brokerage IRA, but they really wanted to self-direct it. So they're making their contribution, and or which is fine. Or let's just say you have money in a SEP IRA. Put the money in the SEP IRA. You can transfer money from a SEP IRA to a traditional IRA that can self-direct or to a SEP IRA you can self-direct if you want it. And now you've got the money. So SEP IRAs are traditional dollars. So that's a little quirky one. SEPs can go to SEPs. SEPs can also go to traditional IRAs. And that same trustee to trustee transfer process. Okay. Love it. Now, I know many of you are going to have questions about 457, 403Bs. You might work for the state or the government. We'll come to that in a moment. But I just want to put this to rest. IRAs are probably one of the easiest. They're simple and you can uh, get your head around this hopefully quite easily and and don't get, um, I hate to use this word, bamboozled. (laughs) Uh, That's a weird word, but don't get hung up with your advisor saying you can't do something. It's that they can't do it. If they're a broker dealer, their hands are tied more than likely. So don't give up, give us a call. We can walk through it. Yeah. One other um, thing to know is there's something called a 60 day rollover. So a lot of people use the word rollover generically, and you got to be careful with that. Transfers are the easiest IRA to IRA. What we've been talking about so far, we're doing transfers. You're not touching the money. It's just going from Charles Schwab to Fidelity, Charles Schwab to directed IRA. It's just going from one IRA company to another IRA company. It's the same account type. Like Mike March said, easy schmeasy. It's a technical term. That means that just means easy. It's just a fun way to say it. <laughs> yeah, easier, funner, more fun way to do it. Okay, funner is not so, a word. But fun. rollover, there's kind of two different varieties of rollover. We'll talk about one in four hundred one k's, but there's a sixty day rollover where you can get the money from your IRA or even an asset for sixty days, and you have to redeposit it back in the same IRA or a new IRA, or it's considered a distribution. Now, some people do that. We don't recommend it because you can only do one of those per 12 months. And if you miss that 60 days, it's a distribution. Plus, you're going to get a 1099 from the old company because they don't know if you redeposited. And then you got to note it on your tax return. So it's more work. So, But you can do a 60-day rollover. Just know that's an option. If if that's how you want to do it or, or you have to do it, that is an option. Okay. Now, let's talk about 401ks. Uh the next, that's where most of the money is in this country when it comes to retirement accounts, uh, trillions of dollars. And so you want to know what your options are. And I'll just hit the basic broad scope again. Matt will help us zoom in. The broad <laughs> scope here is if you're currently working at a company and have a 401k, 
where they do matching and you've been contributing for months or years or whatever. Generally, you're not going to be able to roll that out until you get to retirement age. And then there may be a portion you could based on vesting rules and contributions and the company's policies. But until you quit or fired or get to retirement age, that 401k is pretty much in their world and you're going to have to deal with their options. Now, there, like I said, there can be nuances. That's probably a topic for another day. But the easy transfer is you've got an old 401k from an old job and you don't even know where it's at. It's just sitting there. It's not invested. You're like, what the hell? And it could still be in a 401k scenario, or maybe you had that old 401k that got rolled out to an IRA. They just kicked it to an IRA. And you're wondering what your options are. And because it has that 401k taint to it, you're con you might be confused or wonder what to do. So Matt, would you agree with what I just said too? Is that a fair yeah. statement? Yep. And that's where some people are stuck and they want to self-direct. They want to invest in real estate or a startup or a private company or crypto. And they're just stuck because the only retirement funds they have is with their current employer and they haven't hit retirement age. So now one important nuance there, and Mark kind of slipped that in fast. I want to make sure everybody knows this. If you are retirement plan age, even if it's still your current employer 401k, you are, you can roll out. So let's say I'm 60 and I've had a, this 401k for 10 years, you can roll out and roll over to an IRA. So, and that's called a direct rollover. So you're rolling out directly to an IRA or the most common one, it, you don't work there anymore. It's an old employer 401k. You can always roll an old employer 401k to a, a self-directed IRA. Now, some old employer 401ks, you might have some traditional dollars and some Roth dollars. If you have a combo of traditional and Roth, you will need a traditional self-directed IRA and, and a Roth self-directed IRA to put those two different buckets of money. Okay. So, um, but most people's for old 401ks, or this is the same for 403Bs and 457s. If you work for a government or nonprofit, if when you're rolling those out, generally they're traditional dollars. Some of, some of them have done Roth. Generally they're traditional. And if it's an old employer, it's direct rollover. Now, the last comment I'll make on this, sorry. That's okay. I'm so excited to <laughs> share all this information. <laughs> last point I'll make on it is the process on moving a 401k is different than an IRA. So if you have an IRA, an old, you know, let's say a brokerage IRA, you request a transfer from the new IRA company. So if you're coming from Fidelity to directed IRA, you're going to request the transfer at directed IRA, and we send the request to, to Fidelity for your IRA. But let's say that you have an old employer 401k at Vanguard, and you have a traditional self-directed IRA. You want to roll those old traditional employer 401k dollars over to from Vanguard. You're going to request that at Vanguard. The 401k system is a little different. So you request the movement of money in old employer 401ks, or even ones where you're still working, where you're retirement age, you request that directly using their form and tell them, I've got an IRA at directed IRA. It's account number one, two, three, four. Here's their wiring instructions, or here's where to send a check if you're doing check. And then they process it as a direct rollover. No tax. Also no tax because it's going to an IRA. Is your account number really one, two, three, four? I mean, you just <laughs> yes. reveal that on live. Uh, we, we need to, we might need to edit that out. Yeah, we might <laughs> 
But when we set up the company, Matt said the first account I want, and I want one, two, three, four. So I <laughs> that way I can always remember it. <laughs> yeah, that way. Um, That's also my password. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, on the password is my password. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I was gonna tell a, a joke there. Uh, Al Gore. Al Gore is my code word, code name. Um, <laughs> Al Gore's that. That's the. That's funny. So. You know, every president or vice president has a, a code name, right? It's for the Secret Service. And the joke is Al Gore's so so boring, his Secret Service code name is Al Gore. <laughs> it was true too. It was so funny. I mean, they just it was it was hilarious. Okay. Um no, on this 401k process too, it may seem a little uh more complicated. Again, just get it direct at ira.com, contact their rep and go, help me walk walk me through this. And we'll help you. Even if we don't make the request for you, we'll tell you how to do it. And and you can move along in a very expedited way. Now, um, some of you may have a solo 401k. And we have a, our company, at KQS Lawyers, uh, because it's a company plan, we, we are setting those up constantly for our clients. And we go through the law firm to do yeah. those. Usually a the law firm has a pre-approved um, solo 401k plan, you can self-direct with the IRS. It's like, a, you have to have that. It's a pre-approved plan that we have. Yeah. And, and when it comes to a solo 401k, that is typically best to be designed in consultation with the lawyer. You're going to say, hey, do my trifecta. Let's look at my S-Corp or my LLC. I've got old money, new money. I'm married or single. I've got, you know, so you want to kind of look at that solo 401k as part of a cog in a, in a bigger wheel or system. And so uh, you can set up a consultation to get the solo 401k set up by calling the law firm. It's down in the, the show notes and uh, directed IRA will get you over there if needs be. But let's say you have a solo 401k or want to set up a solo 401k, then that's going to be a 401k to 401k rollover. And uh, similar, but a little you know, there's a, there's a new twist there. There's no IRA in between yeah. and you, it's very easy to do, but you can't typically go from a current employer again, 401k to your solo. This is going to be an old 401k that's just languishing and you're ready to take better advantage of it. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, before we get to the HSAs, the health savings accounts and education or Coverdale accounts, can you say a few words about these government plans? 457s, 403Ps, yeah. it's kind of a yeah. alphabet soup out there on there. Yeah, you- like a TSP and all this stuff. So those kind of government plans, if you've been a government employee, federal or state, um, it's a similar thing as kind of the 401k conversation in that you're stuck while you're still employed there. Once you're not though, this could be 403B, TSP, 457, you can roll the money out once not employed to an IRA. Now those are always traditional accounts. I think 403Bs now have an ability to do Roth, but it's very rare we run across those. So usually those are going to be traditional dollars, sometimes called pre-tax. Sometimes they in that world, they call it pre-tax, but in the IRA world, it's traditional. <laughs> so you're going to roll those pre-tax or traditional dollars over to a traditional self-directed IRA. Again, it's the same process. Request it with the company that administers the TSP or 457. You'd open up the traditional self-directed IRA first, so you have your account number. Then you say, hey, send this money over to that traditional IRA at directed IRA. 
Again, no tax. They know on their end, we didn't send it to you as a distribution. It went to a qualified retirement account company and no tax. Now you're just over at an IRA, able to invest in what you want rather than some crappy index fund or whatever it is. That the, I mean, those plans have the worst investment options, but yep. now you got options. Yep. And I would say this too, um, because the conversation usually leads right to this is what about the Roth piece? I want a Roth IRA. I want to get to the Roth IRA. Really think of that as step two, get the transfer done, get the new account set up, get that money moved. Then you can say, Hmm, how much do I want to chunk and convert to Roth? What is the tax impact going to be? And I'd like to carve that away, pay that tax now and never pay tax again on that money. And that you, in that step two, usually you're going to set up a second IRA at directed. One's Roth, one's traditional, and you can kind of invest the two differently and and yeah. really manage them in a separate way. Yep. Okay. Now the health savings account. Can I go there? I kind of Ooh. know this. I'm really good at this one. Okay. Yeah. Health savings. I love health do it. Um, Some guys sometimes called the HSA. Yep. <laughs> now I, I've been investing my HSA for almost 10 years uh, and self-directed self-directed. And so I've been through a variety of HSA providers and accounts over the years as I've learned the nuances here. So, and we before have, we had directed IRA, of course. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So let me say this in general, again, broad scope, your health savings account is like an IRA for you. It does not need to be managed by your employer. Your employer might put some money in one for you. You get to put money in it. It is completely portal. An HSA is really a flexible structure that can be moved around even more easily than an IRA. You can have an HSA set up at a bank. You could have an HSA set up with a broker dealer. Um, there's specific HSA account companies that provide a debit card for your medical expenses. So with a little bit of research, you're going to find out there's lots of HSA accounts out there, but an HSA account is not health insurance. That's a separate issue. You've got to buy the right type of health insurance to fund an HSA. But once you fund it, you can take it wherever you go. You can pull out money for medical the rest of your life. There's no penalty or tax, and you can do it before you're 59 and a half, as long as you're pulling out money for healthcare. And the list is long. It is really flexible. So. Well, Mark, I have an HSA at this old employer, or I set up an HSA at a bank, and it's just kind of there, maybe making 1% if you're lucky. And you've been pretty healthy lately. You're like, I want to self-direct it. Well, you can do that. So very similar to the IRA, Matt. I mean, I guess you mm -hmm. could open a, a couple types of HSA accounts at Directed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you really have an individual or family. Now it's, it's a health savings account. And, um, but there's, you know, you, and you can even go back and forth between doing individual contributions or family, but let's say you had the HSA that you've been using for years, and maybe you even have a debit card on it that you're using for medical sometimes. And, um, but you're like, yeah, but I've got some money stocked away there. And what is What do they let me buy with that? Some crappy mutual fund or a CD or a money market fund. A lot of the options for HSA investments are terrible. There's like terrible. the worst. You can't even buy like a stock or like the S&P 500. It's awful. So you can move that money and still keep that other one. You can still keep that one if you like oh. the debit card associated with it. Just yeah. transfer over the money from that existing HSA 
over to your self-directed HSA at directed IRA. Now that operates like a more like an IRA transfer, trustee to trustee. You set up the HSA at directed IRA first, then we make the transfer request at the current HSA provider. Yeah. And you authorize uh, and sign, of course. <laughs> totally. And and I think this is an important point that will harken back to the IRA topic we didn't cover is you can have multiple HSAs. One has a debit card for medical. You peel off half of it to go invest it. So you have two HSAs. Now, that doesn't mean you get to make two HSA maximum contributions. Yeah. If your contribution is seven grand, let's say it's more than that this year, but let's say it's seven grand as a family, you could put 3,500 in the one with the debit card and 3,500 in the one that you're buying crypto with, or I bought cows in my HSA. I'm doing crypto mining in an HSA. I'm buying NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens in a video game. And it's just crazy what you can buy. So topic for another day, but so health savings accounts, um, you don't just have to have one. And that goes back to IRAs. You could have that IRA that Matt said you sold hundred grand worth of stock to go self-direct and leave the rest over there in the other IRA and keep doing what you're doing. So don't feel uh, held back that you have to just have one account. Yeah. Okay. Oh. HSA is cool. And that's, that's one a lot of people overlook actually to self-direct, but as people have been saving and saving more and more, and there's more and more dollars going into HSAs, the people are like, wow, I can actually invest this in something I care about and think will actually grow. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Shocker. Um, Shocker. shocker. Um, Now the Coverdale, can we go over to the educational account? Okay. So I was thinking. Perfect. Good minds think a lot. Okay. So Coverdale as in cover your head, Dell computer, Coverdell, D-E-L-L, is really an (laughs) educational IRA. It's for your kids. Sorry, I want to make sure people know how to <laughs> I want to be clear on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so the Coverdell IRA is an educational IRA. You can put in two grand a year per kid uh, or someone on your behalf, whether you're a grandchild, child, you don't have to have earned income. A grandparent can put in money. A parent can put in money. But these are not a 529. So keep in mind, 529 accounts are completely separate. A uh, whole other topic. We, you can't self-direct a 529 plan. There are state funds that, and good luck trying to find out how your 529 is really performing. It, it's smoke and mirrors more than even insurance. It's crazy. But with Coverdales, you can self-direct those. And so a lot of clients go, well, I'd, I'd like my kid to be a part owner of my real estate, or I'd like my child to be investing with me into a fix and flip or a small business or a syndication. Well, we'll say, do you have a Coverdale? And they'll go, what's a Coverdale? I mean, it's really one of the secrets out there that's just so underutilized. So you can open up this Coverdale IRA and your child is now earning money tax-free that can be pulled out tax-free for future educational costs, including private school and in elementary um, level. So very, very powerful. But now you may have an old Coverdale laying around. It's the same thing. You're gonna open a Coverdale at directed IRA, and then trustee to trustee transfer will request the money for you and you're off to the races. And yep. so very, very similar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Nothing. I got nothing else to add to that. I mean, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of covered it, like cover your head. Oh, all. you kind of covered it all. <laughs> covered all that you covered it all. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> well, the cool thing that Matt really pioneered at, directed IRA, which we have not found 
anywhere is we have a, a two or three step process for funding a Coverdale on an application that allows grandparents or parents to work together to fund these accounts for children because there's an income limitation. If you make too much money, yeah. and your financial advisor might tell you that, well, you can't do a Coverdale, you make too much. They don't think that you can open the account, manage it for your kid, but let the grandparents who are in a lower tax bracket fund it. Yeah. It's yeah. just, anyway, so powerful. So, and we have a whole episode on Coverdells, by the way. So go back in the podcast history. It's somewhere in the 30s or so, 40s episode number, but you can find the Coverdell episode where we go into the the details on all that those items Mark's mentioning. Now, also, we're if you're listening to this on the app, you know, there's going to be a link or you're here on YouTube. There's going to be a link to our article where you have a chart that summarizes all of this and talks about what type of account you have and whether you can self-direct or transfer that or roll it over. So um, get to that article. Um, it takes over the directed IRA site where we have all of our top FAQs. This being the number two FAQ that we get frequently asked question um, because it's at the core of can I self-direct? Most people who self-direct their retirement are moving over like 95% of people, maybe 90, are moving over existing retirement plan dollars to go out and self-direct. Now you can still obviously start from zero and make new contributions, but most people who self-direct are moving over existing dollars to get over here. And that's where we're getting, you know, the thousands, 10,000 plus accounts over here is people figuring this out. I can move from whatever place I'm at now and get over to a self-directed account to invest in what the heck I know and what I care about and believe in. I love it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So again, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Easy schmeasy. So uh, don't, uh, this is your money. You control your own destiny. You're the captain of the ship. If your first mate is giving you crappy info, throw them overboard, get a new first mate and uh, you can do it. So uh, thanks everybody. First mates. what, What happened to, I haven't followed the Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, and captains. Oh my gosh. There been a verdict? I mean, I this, heard this is, you know, a podcast with two lawyers and we don't, you know, give you the news on what's going there. What kind of podcast is this? Let's see if there's been, if the jury still deliberating. I heard they came back last night. Jury verdict. Now, some of you are okay. like, guys, this is old news. Um, well, there's but, nothing else you can tune out now. But let me say this while we're waiting is if you missed the self directed IRA oh. summit, those recordings are available, by the way, at sdrasummit.com. Um, two days of, well, day and a half of self-directed education. Get over there. You can find more content. Now, spoiler alert, you can turn off the podcast now and wait for the made-for-TV movie that will come out on the uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Who's going to play Johnny Depp? I don't know. Maybe they could get Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, the jury sides with Johnny Depp and awards $15 million. And Depp was not present in court, but released a statement that said, uh, in part, the jury gave me my life back. And so, so excited. And Disney's already been like, we'd love you to come back. Let's do another Pirates. He's like, freaking, you guys ran away and screwed me over when you didn't have faith in me. And so, oh, and, oh, sorry. And they awarded Amber Heard $2 million in damages because she countersued. Oh. Um, but I think 15 is more than two. So, okay. So he got 13. <laughs> yeah. He got 13 at the end of the day and it appears to be the winner. So it's, uh, 
I know, poor Amber, you know, poor Johnny. It's a mess. It, lawsuits suck. So I would be just so miserable. Okay. Well, everybody, we'll see you next week. It's going to be good. Keep yeah. living the dream. Keep investing. It's your money. Stay, yeah. Stay calm. Self-direct on. 